It's that time of the year, isn't it, where all of the parties, all of the office food, all of the cookies and candies and pastries and treats and sweets and everything, alcohol, comes into play, right? The holidays. And my goodness, I know people just can get completely drowned in this stress around eating around the holidays. And so I thought what an appropriate topic to talk about, the topic of sugar and sweeteners, because I think that if we can get to a place in our lives where we are not consuming copious amounts of sugar on a daily basis, you know, the holidays doesn't have to be a hard thing for us because our dopamine pathways, our, our dependencies, our cravings, our metabolic effects from sugar just aren't so much. It's about the dosage. As you'll hear Jack and Emily and I say during this podcast, I hope this is helpful for you because I finally, as someone who used to be obese, got to the point in my life where the holidays are not hard for me anymore. You know, they're they're just not because the, the sweets and the, and the things come around and you have them and you allow yourself that grace, but it's not something that has to defeat you. I really do believe that for everyone. So hope you enjoy this one. Hope it's a good one for this time of year. And I hope you find success this holiday season with your intake. All of the love. The Whole Healing Podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. Talk about sugar, non-sugars, sweeteners in general today. It's like one of my favorite topics and good a topic for around the holidays. My goodness. Yes. I think everybody's got some take on sugar, artificial sweeteners, you name it. All right. Um, yeah. I And so do we want to talk about sugar kind of as a whole or all like uh, artificial sweeteners in particular? Well, gosh, the way I do it is I separate it out into like four categories for me personally, maybe five, but there's sugar, right? And actually I just had a conversation with a client this morning about how sugar can be like metabolically restoring. It's like, it's not a bad thing. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but that's, that was one conversation I had about sugar today. <laughs> like there's like the pessimistic and the optimistic side of sugar. We can talk about all those. Um, but then I also have like, there's artificial sweeteners, right? Like artificial being like saccharin, um, aspartame. Those are one category that I would, that w- I would kind of categorize as like a category of sweeteners. And then there's like a slight step above those, which is sucralose in my opinion. And sucralose has been shown to alter the microbiome. That's Splenda. That's, you know, um, that, that the yellow packets. And then the step above that, in my opinion, would be like, um, would, well, I guess like, like top tier in my opinion would be like your, your, um, natural sweeteners, like stevia and monk fruit, like a hundred percent monk fruit. Cause people don't realize that monk fruit isn't usually monk fruit. It's erythritol. And that's the other category is sugar alcohols. Oh my gosh. I'm all over the place. And then there's coconut sugar, right? Like the low glycemic sweeteners, like agave and coconut sugar. So those are all of my categories. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I like the ranking system. I think that's also helpful for, for a lot of people. And I, I would agree with that. Um, I, yeah, the, the monk fruit is definitely new on the scene and I actually don't know a whole lot about it. And I was really? wanted, to, wanted to ask you because I, I see it everywhere that. and it, it seems yeah kind of similar to, to the stevia, but probably even better because it's even more natural. Um, it doesn't quite seem to affect blood sugar, right? At all. No. So yeah. So stevia and monk fruit are both, they're both plants, right? Monk fruit is a yeah. fruit from Japan and stevia is an herb that I grow in my garden every year. And they're both 
two to 300 times sweeter than sugar. So you just use two to 300 times less. And I think that like, um, unfortunately with monk fruit, they, especially like, and I'm not going to name any brands, even though I want to, but like some brands, um, uh, like to lace their monk fruit with sugar alcohols, which are this category, erythritol, sorbitol, mannitol, xylitol, erythritol mainly, where um, they're kind of like fiber, right? And, and and so these sugar alcohols just sit in our intestines. We don't absorb them, which is great because they don't get converted into fat or they don't, you know what I mean, um, turn into energy. However, like if our gut has to maintain osmotic pressure, then all of that water rushes to our gut when we have so much sugar alcohol and then we have diarrhea and it just messes with our gut. So I don't love the sugar alcohols for that reason, but monk fruit, I mean, in its purest form, um, and you can get it like on online, just hundred percent monk fruit. It's not cheap, but like I have a, I have a little tiny bag that's like maybe like four ounces and it's got 400 servings in it. It's like a, an eighth of a teaspoon is the serving size for monk fruit. And it's an extract or is it a powder? It's, I use a powder, but you can also get extracts at like the grocery, mm -hmm. like higher, higher in grocery stores or specialty grocery stores. Um, but, but it's great. It's, it's just a natural sweetener and it's, it doesn't have the aftertaste like stevia has, um, mm -hmm. and even combining stevia and monk fruit or like, um, like coconut sugar and monk fruit that I'll do that a lot just to kind of get that like zing without all the, all the insulin response and the dopamine response. Cause sugars, sugar in general is like a flavor enhancer. Right. And I think that's why we like it so much. It also stimulates our dopamine pathways. Like we talked about last week, but I'm all over the place. So I'll let you guys yeah, that, well, that answers that I, yeah, except and you, I just knew some, some of it and, um, haven't actually tried it myself and I probably should because it gets talked about so much with, with clients and patients. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, just, I think there sugar is is problematic in in excess. There's no denying that with increasing inflammation, increasing insulin resistance. But it, yeah, I, I do think we can metabolize it, and we should be able to allow ourselves to have the real thing from time to time in, in the right amounts. Um, it it's uh, you know the the poison is in the dose, right? Like how much are, are we gonna actually have? Uh, that becomes an issue. And so like for me, artificial sweeteners, um, I, I don't love them. I know there's categories as we just talked about. Right. And I, yeah, I think like with aspartame, um, you know, that actually in July in 2023, I just saw like, the, the world health organization, like labeled it as possibly uh, carcinogenic finally. Right. And so like, it, it, that's a step, right. It's clear, clear there's enough evidence out there for it to be, you know, just bad in, in, in large, larger amounts. Um, and then as we get, but as we get higher up in that, you know, the, the more preferred artificial sweeteners, the, again, it's, I think for me, it's like similar to the actual sugar in the right amounts and in moderation it is good. I wouldn't go full on hundred percent on either side of like, yeah, of, of, uh, of having all of your sweet foods, you know, from, a, um, from an artificial sweetener or from the real deal. I mean, yeah, Emily, do you, do you feel like, yeah, where, where do you stand on our artificial sweeteners versus actual sugar? Yeah, no, it's a great um, topic and just conversation point, because I also see with like artificial sweeteners, I mean, you're packing so much sweetness into such a little dose. So that also alters your level and taste of sweetness too. So I think that's something that beyond just like the insulin effects and like our blood sugars, it's like, okay, now your sweetness level has been raised exponentially. So those typical sugars and like the natural like fruits and um, more natural sugars aren't going to like hit the same because now you have this artificial lens of what sweetness mm -hmm. should taste like. So I think that's an issue in itself as well as 
now we are constantly feeding this like really um, over heightened sweetness craving. And so you're always going to be looking for something extra because when you gravitate towards artificial sweeteners, your taste mm. perception of sweetness is altered. Um, so I think trying to go for something on the more natural route, like the monk fruit, the stevia, and then just going for like the dates and the fruits and like the honeys, the agaves that are going to be sweet. They're going to have that um, insulin response. But like you said, the dose really does matter, but at least we're trying to keep our level of like sweetness and that, um, I guess, uh, almost like, I don't know what you would call it, like not timeline, but like a width of sweetness in that like optimal range. So you're not going for this like artificial taste that you're never going to quite satisfy with natural sugar anymore when you're used to that fake sugar. Um, so again, I think you worded that very well, like the uh, poisons in the dose. And so I think trying to find that and just enjoy sugar when you have it, appreciate it for what it is, monitor like what you're having, um, how much of it you're having, pair it with something like quality, like a good fiber, um, a good protein, a good healthy fat to help with that insulin response. Um, then opting for, let me just go for fake sugar because at least the calories are low, the sugar is low, but then we're going to be constantly climbing up that ladder for that sweetness. I love what you're saying, Emily. I didn't, even, I, and I love, especially what you, what you said about the, um, like kind of almost like beating down your taste buds, right? Like when you eat sugar, you're beating down your taste buds. And so you develop a higher tolerance for that same satisfaction of sweetness and so mm-hmm. you just need more. And so I agree with what you guys are saying about the, the poisons and the dose, but at the same time, I think like even a dose can be poisonous because it leads down this pathway, right? Especially if like our, especially if we have sensitive dopamine pathways with sweetness. Um, I think that, I think you make a really good point about that. And I think it might make sense too, to talk about glycemic index for a second. Cause I don't know any literature that links like dopamine and, and glycemic index. I don't, I don't think there mm-hmm. is anything, but um, what I've seen is, you know, we're real cane sugar, right? Bleached cane sugar has a glycemic index and, and glycemic index. I think of like on a scale of zero to hundred, how intense is this, is this sugar? Um, and as far as like intensity for like on our insulin response on our body in general. And so cane sugar is like, I think a glycemic of zero to hundred, I think it's like 86. Whereas, um, honey, I think is like in the fifties or sixties. And then agave is only like 33. Um, and coconut sugar is even about the same as agave. And then you talk about monk fruit and stevia and it's like zero. Um, so I think that like that glycemic load really does make a difference. Maybe if not on the dopamine pathways, definitely on insulin response and insulin is what ultimately leads to inflammation and, and, and weight gain anyway. So I think that's a, I think that's an important thing to talk about too. That's a, that's a great point. Like you see if people look at the labels of something and they, and they will go straight to like carbohydrates or sugar, right? Added sugar. Well, it's even within like simple sugars or, you know, disaccharides or monosaccharides, they can behave differently and be metabolized differently. Like there's right honey and agave different proportions there, which is why it's not as a problematic with causing a spike in actual blood sugar right so like it, it, it's helpful to know some of the science like to a degree it is for like general population everyone to know what's the best of the options like I, we're, we're all going to be craving sweets right like that's at some point i know and you can train and your taste buds and kind of, I, like, I like to think like you can rehabilitate your taste buds like over, over time right and then uh, learn to crave less of these but at the end of the day like yeah sweet foods are going to be in our life around our life um and so learning about things like the glycemic index and the, I guess the best of the evils and all that is, is helpful. I, I got a question. Would you rather, would you rather have a, a regular Coke with sugar or a diet Coke? 
question. Um, I'll go first, I guess. I would rather have a regular Coke. I am a huge, um, I think, proponent for, I think that these artificial sugars, especially in like the Coke, the soda world, are just so much more detrimental than having the real Coke in the first place and just limiting it, right? Monitoring um, in moderation, of course. But I think that I personally would opt and even like tell my patients like, hey, just go for the real Coke. Let's go for moderation um, because I think that the inflammation, the gut health effects, that um, response to the sweetness with the diet Cokes and the diet uh, sodas and um, all those diet drinks are just the cons that weigh the pros, in my opinion. So give me the real Coke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's the valid argument, right, Emily? It's either do you you take the sugar in and, and experience the effects of the sugar or do you take the artificial sweeteners in and experience the effects of like gut damage yeah. that dysbiosis and so jack you know you know me i'm a rebel like i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. go with neither and, and i'm gonna name a brand here i'm gonna go with zevia because zevia z-e-v-i-a is a soda that has stevia and you don't have to choose a regular coke or a diet coke you don't have to you don't have to succumb to one or the other you can just be a rebel and just get the better yeah. option <laughs> yeah no I, that, I think that's what listeners want to hear too right yeah. <laughs> i i like that I do. I, some people get, you know, are very, uh, I guess, loyal, right? To like, a, a, they found a soda for so long and like keep the day. But they're, they're, I mean, as much as I have issues with like highly processed foods or just like the industry of food science, I, I think also we've been able to create some incredible foods and products that are genuinely healthier alternatives. Finally. You know? Right. So I think it's good to be aware of all those. What about, what about you? Yeah, what about you, Zach? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, like, if I were to have maybe just, like, a one-off, like, I would probably choose the real soda, the real, like, the actual Coke, but maybe if I were to have, like, if I had to have one or, one or either, one of those every day over time, um, I don't, I wouldn't love to have that, yeah, that added, that amount of added sugar in my system, and I think- No way. You would pick it, the diet soda? No way. Well, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, would, it would be hard. I think, especially just be, it, it's uh, it does depend to me on the, what type of artificial sweetener, right? And I think is it? I think it's aspartame. That's in diet coke. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, then, so that's not a good one. They're they're being clever now. Like they're 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 playing around with other things. And like there's even sodas you can buy with allulose, um, and that's not even something that we talked about, which I kind of actually like. It's like it's like the stepchild of 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 sugar alcohols. That's not so bad. Um, but I mean. But, and, and here's an idea. If you did the diet sodas, could you supplement with a probiotic, eat a high yeah. fiber f- diet, and then actually, att- you know, like <laughs> avoid the effects of the, of the, the, yeah. the microbiome? Possibly. I, what, what's interesting is like, you know, the, the acceptable, acceptable daily intake is what, I mean, these like research is, is like putting on the, uh, the aspartame, for example, and I mean, they say 50 milligrams per kilogram is what is fine to have, which is about 20 cans of Diet Coke a day. Um, but it's also, it's like measuring up to what, you know, I think that's when it be, can become possibly carcinogenic, right? And, and cancer promoting, but then what about the effects on the gut, right? And the effect, and I, yeah, I don't think we have like true standards, you know, to well, what's safe for that. And also the indirect effects of, yeah, like what Emily was saying, like, it, yeah, it's going to true, it could make you 
if it's not gonna it's not gonna help your sweet tooth right if you have something that is perceived as 200 times sweeter over and over and over yeah i agree with you and i think you know it's, it's so funny you said that because i had to look up because um there is like a um a world health organization acceptable daily intake for stevia it's four yeah. milligrams per kilogram of body weight and so if you're like 75 kilograms that's like what yeah. 300 300 milligrams a day and i think mm-hmm. the packet is like 90 milligrams what? And so okay. if you have three or four packets of stevia a day, you're, you're up at that limit. And actually I'll be, I'll, I'll tell you guys this, when I was doing my fast, when I was fasting one time, I decided to fast with collagen, like peptides that had been sweetened with stevia, like cocoa, like chocolate, chocolate collagen. And I was doing it every day and I would get headaches, like eventually after like so many days of just stevia. And so I was like, oh dang, like it's not hard. I don't think. And I think people don't realize if you're doing two or three packets a day of stevia, like that stuff builds up real quick in your system. So you mm-hmm. got to be careful. It's it, the, the dosage is in the poison. Too yeah. <laughs> I said, we need that on a pillow. That's like a good, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. on a mug. Let's get a mug that says that yeah. right? nutrition. Love it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. There's so many, so many side topics and conversations we can get into with sugar but i think this is a pretty good intro to it and uh and i yeah it's a common question for for a lot of people can i have artificial sweeteners is it better if so which ones should i choose so hopefully some of those questions were answered today Mm -hmm. good stuff good stuff guys thank you